podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Whistleblowers Daily, a brand new bite-sized show going out every weekday of the football season. Each episode will give you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Wednesday the 31st of August. Southampton came back from a goal down to beat Chelsea 2-1 at St Mary's last night. Raheem Sterling put the visitors ahead midway through the first half before goals from Romeo Lavia and Adam Armstrong gave the Saints a half-time lead which they saw through to the end. The victory was Southampton's first at home this season and puts them ahead of Chelsea in the table. Brentford scored a late equaliser to break Crystal Palace hearts at Selhurst Park. Palace seemed in control of the game and led through a Wilf Zaha screamer before Johan Visser equalised in the 88th minute. It's the third time Brentford have come from behind to get points already this season. Fulham continued their superb start to the season by beating in-form Brighton 2-1 at Craven Cottage. Alexander Mitrovic scored his fifth goal in five games before a Lewis Dunk own goal put Fulham in command. And the Lexus McAllister penalty with half an hour to go made sure the finale was a nervy one for the home side, but Fulham held on to collect all three points. Leeds and Everton played out an entertaining one-all draw at Ellen Road. Luis Sinistera scored his first Premier League goal as they came from behind to get a point against Frank Lampard's strugglers. In-demand forward Anthony Gordon had given them a lead while Damari Gray had a goal chalked off by VAR. In a busy schedule tonight, Steven Gerrard's strugglers Aston Villa travel to 100% record Arsenal, managerless Bournemouth host Wolves, Premier League new boys and serial hoarders Nottingham Forest travel to champions Man City, Lucas Paqueta's West Ham host Spurs at the London Stadium and Newcastle travel to Anfield to face Liverpool. Those are your headlines. Let's start then with Chelsea. Uh, They went away to Southampton and uh, flattered to deceive Thomas Tuchel not happy at all. He says that his team need to toughen up and show a different mentality. He said the defending was soft, soft, soft. These are quotes. And it's difficult to disagree with that, isn't it? I think they they showed that against Leeds. They have a real soft underbelly at the moment. It looks like they're going to be bolstering their defence. It looks like Wesley Fofana's coming in for 70-odd million. Koulibaly has... He's been good in short short bursts, I suppose, within games. Um, I'm sure he'll settle in and be an excellent defender. So once you've got Koulibaly, once you've got Fofana, I think that will shore it up at the back. They really miss Reese James when he's not there. But it shouldn't be the case that you, you, you lose one player, one, one 22-year-old player in Reese James, and this, the side looks so lopsided. It looked ridiculous. Uh, Loftus-Cheek isn't... you know he's, I don't think he's the answer. I'm not sure what the question is, if he is the answer. But he's not... You know, I don't think he's of the standard required for a, a team who would... Frankly, they're supposed to be challenging for the league, I think. With the amount of money they've spent, with the quality they've already got on the side, you'd expect them to be challenging. And they're not there at the moment. We might see some movement in this last week of the transfer window. Uh, I, I'm not sure they're at the level of Liverpool or Man City, even if they do get the players they want in. But we'll wait and see. But let's not just talk about Chelsea here, because Southampton were excellent. As I thought they were actually against uh, United at the weekend. Um with these teams spending so much money, your Chelsea United, or spending so much money, you look at a side like Southampton and you just realise what a good network of scouting and what a well-run club can look like. The players they're bringing in, I'm thinking of uh, Bella Kotchup, I'm thinking of uh, Salisu, both centre-backs look absolutely outstanding. Um, goal scorer last night, uh, Romeo Lavia, looks just brilliant. These are all players you can imagine very easily in a year or two years going for 30, 40, 70 million quid. And the players at Southampton are getting in for a relative pittance. It's just a very well-run scouting department. 
Um, of course, you're going to have misfires. That happens. Occasionally, you will sign a player that doesn't quite work out. But if you play the percentages like Southampton are doing, I think they, you know, it, it's something a lot of other teams could learn from. And I thought they were excellent last night. Um, and I've got to be honest, I thought they'd really struggle this season. But um, I'm hopeful that I'm, that I'm wrong on that. They were, they were really good last night. Adam Armstrong, who struggled a bit last season's first year, having signed from the championship. Um, I'm not sure if he is the guy. Obviously, Shea Adams is, is someone that they really like up front. But the, the rumour is that they're looking at Cody Gakpo. I think there's a few teams looking at him from PSV. Um, obviously, they lost Brozier back to parent club Chelsea. So they are a little bit light up front. But, you know, one or two signings away from, from being um, a a problem for teams again, I think, Southampton. Brentford equalised late against Aston... Uh, sorry, start that again, Leon. Brentford equalised late against Palace last night. Palace, I thought, were outstanding. Um, Wilf Zaha, after the game, seemed completely desolate. Uh, just really upset at the fact that they'd switched off for a, a split second and Visser had equalised. And I think he sort of pointed towards something that might be more of a systemic problem with Patrick Vieira's sides. It's early to say this, I think, in his reign at Palace, but maybe he's a little bit overcautious. Um, last night, Palace were one up, playing very well, and they took off um, Eberichi Eze and uh, Michael Elise. Two players who had been really good, alongside Wolf Zaha, had been excellent last night, probably standout performers, uh, aside from maybe Decore. And um, it just meant that if they were to, if Brentford were to equalise, you couldn't really see Palace scoring another goal. And it, and it just suddenly made you feel like, well, Palace are now going to have to sit in, going to have to sit in and grind it out. And Wolf Zaha made the point afterwards, you know, they could have gone and scored more goals. And I, I feel as though if they'd kept on Eze and, and Elise, they probably would have gone and scored as Brentford pushed onto them. They could have hit them on the break. So I wonder if that's maybe a, um, one point that Vieira will have to address. They've got attacking players, use them. You know, go and bury games, 2-3-0. Because Brentford weren't very good last night and Palace were. And I thought Brentford were lucky to get out of the building with anything. Um, so I understand Wolf Zaha's frustration there but still good performance from, from Palace uh, and I'm sure they'll they'll go strength to strength this season and I'm pleased for them because uh, I thought sacking Hodgson was a risk but it seems to be paying off already so yeah excellent <clears throat> Fulham were superb again last night against Brighton I mean they are just confounding everybody's expectations every single time they go on the pitch at the moment they're making Craven Cottage into a fortress um, and you know home form can keep you up They've, they've signed players, they haven't signed that many players, they've not done a forest, but they've certainly added value to the side. Mitrovic has continued his incredible championship scoring form, and they just look, they, you know, they look very good. It's very early in the season, but their performances so far have been excellent, the results have been even better. And, uh, you know, like Southampton, I thought they'd struggle, uh, and maybe I'd be wrong. But it is a long season, we'll wait and see. One team that have been struggling though, Everton. Um... They went ahead away at Leeds last night. Uh, they looked okay, I thought. Everton, they, they obviously were disappointed not to be able to start Neil Mope. New striker wasn't signed in time, apparently, although that's a ridiculous a ridiculous rule. The Premier League don't count the weekends as working days for some reason, even though that's when pretty much everyone in the Premier League is working. That's when all the games are. What are you talking about? It's not a working day. Of course it is. Just get him on the pitch. This is ridiculous. Register the man and get him on the pitch. 
because uh, at the minute all they had was Anthony Gordon, who's not really a striker. He's a false nine last night. I know he scored and he played well, but Rondon on the bench, obviously not good enough. You, Mope is 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 signed. He's in the building. Let him play. Very frustrating. Um, anyway, they they looked uh, yeah they looked okay. There's certainly signs of improvement from Everton. I think they'll add another couple of bodies before the end of the deadline. Leeds again full of energy. Really good. I was really impressed. Good game. Anyway, look, I'm overrunning. I've got to go. But um, enjoy the football tonight, wherever you're watching it. I'll be back same time tomorrow here on Whistleblowers Daily. Sports Social Podcast Network.